You're listening to The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio, starring Dan Peck. Have you seen the card for the New Japan show tomorrow? It's going to be sweet. Eric Flores. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. And CKCC Radio's founder, Chris O'Mealy. Breaking news. I have a crush on Sasha Banks. Listen to CKCC Radio wherever you find your favorite podcast. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Nerd Table. Sit down and join us. I am Chris O'Mealy, joined by my co-host in crime. First, let me introduce you all to Dan Peck. Hey, how's it going? And of course, Eric Flores. Hey, hey, welcome back. And we are about to get hammered with a severe thunderstorm. You guys too, huh? Yeah, I was going to ask, how's that been going for you? Because my friend's out in Minnesota. Hi, Brian. Uh, I've been following the weather, just like destroying the state. And it's been nothing but days of tornado alerts and severe thunderstorms and crazy lightning. And Brian goes, go to the subreddit in Minneapolis and just look at the videos. And it's just these crazy lightning strikes all over the place. And I'm like, I I know you're pretty close to where Tornado Alley is, but isn't this relatively unusual for you? He's like, yeah, yeah, no, this is actually pretty bad. So I was going to ask you, Eric, how it's going, because you're not exactly in the alley either, but you're close enough that you can get affected by it. I'm getting affected by it, and I didn't know what the hell was happening. Like, we, we'd have um, just random power outages, and we were like, well, what the fuck? It's nice and sunny out. And it's because, like, 30 minutes down the way, you know, it's really fucking bad. <laughs> but over on our side, it looks really nice. So it's kind of like Florida all over again. Have you ever seen the picture where it's the, the guy's, like, his rearview mirror it's like a perfectly sunny sky, but then in front of him, it's just black, like dark, ominous clouds. And it goes, this is the most Florida picture to summarize how Florida's weather works. <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure that Dan has had that exact thing happen to him in North Carolina. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Now, like growing up, my best friend lived about 10 minutes further east than me. And we would have completely different weather. And we were ten minutes apart, but here it's just like man, you can you can literally see where there's different weather. Yeah, I think we've actually had it where um, at least no Chris has probably experienced this where it is a like a fucking wall. Yep, <laughs> like you just walk across the street and it's nice and it's not raining, but on the other side of the street, literally, it's like it's fucking pouring and it's it's weird, it's wild. Dude, it happens when you're on, like, I-4 is the worst, when you're driving, and all of a sudden you hit a wall of water, and the sun is still beaming into your windshield, and, like, it's like, what am I supposed to do? My wipers are on full blast right now, but I also have the sun visor down. You just just gotta pray nothing's in front of you. And it's I-4, which means it's already the most dangerous highway in America. Like, so this Uh, is how I die. This is how my story ends on I-4. Or, like, this happened the last time I was in Florida. I remember I walked outside to the car because I was going to run over to Publix and get some stuff for the week. It was, like, my first day there. And it starts raining on me, and I look up, and it's just one cloud above me, but it happens to be the one that's raining on me. I'm like, are you serious right now? 
So yeah, hey, Charlie Brown. So if if this episode contains any weird edits for you guys out there, because we're only we're not even four minutes in yet. But if you hear any weird edits or you come to a point in the show where I just start randomly laughing and I'm like, well, it's been 30 minutes, but you guys didn't know that. It's because I lost power. Our storm is about is uh, leaving around now. Thankfully, it dropped the heat 10 degrees, but it's still like 75. So, you know what I need you to do, Chris? If you lose power, when you do get power back, you just need to play like uh, the Rickroll song and then just upload it. So we could just rickroll everybody at least once. Well, I guess I'll have to edit that part of the show out if I do that. <laughs> so Eric doesn't blow the spot. Or just leave it in, and it'll be a surprise. Like, no way they would do that, and then... And then... Way, we did that. Oh, God. Here we are. We're really held up on nostalgia now we're bringing Rick Rollin back like god what else are we bringing back I already told you guys I was on a nostalgia trip because I was doing the Nickelodeon stuff but uh you know the rules and so do I uh some new stuff that popped up this week on CKCC radio Jeff Trelowitz released an episode of ranking tracks where he ranks the album Counting Crows August and everything after so if you guys out there are Counting Crows fans you can check that out and Matt Hardman released a new episode of the Race Nerd Podcast talking about the Monster Mile. I've been to the Monster Mile. That is Dover, Delaware, for people who are unaware. But it's a one-mile radius track. It's one of the larger short tracks, so it's one of those ones where it's a really easy NASCAR race to attend because it's such a short track. So you can see the whole race at all times, but it's big enough that they can get up to speed really well, so the action is... Better than, like, say, Martinsville, which for people who know their NASCAR, Martinsville is like, it, it like the top speed is like your average highway speed. Because it's so small. Or then you can go to Talladega where you can just hit 200 on the straightaway and just cruise. Well, they used to could. <laughs> they used to could, yeah. Yeah, they have governors in the cars now, don't they? Yeah, they're, they're restrictor plates. Restrictor plates, that's right. Uh, so also- the cars can't take in enough air. I mean, it keeps the driver safer, so... That's it. <laughs> Which is why Bill Elliott's uh, speed for a qualifier is never going to get beaten. Because anywhere where you could go faster than that, it's restrictor plates. Alright, well then, that's one way to, to hold a record forever. <laughs> I mean... It's like, uh, my aunt has, has, has a record for discus at her high school. And, like, ten years after she graduated, they changed the weight of gross discus. So she has her school's record forever. Like, permanently. Well, there you go. Well, good for her. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's, the there's lots of records that'll never be broken. Like, for for the pro wrestling enthusiasts out there, Bruno San Martino was WWF champion for 11 con- years. Not consecutively, but in two runs, he was... He held the title for 11 years, and that'll never happen again because... Who laws will never get touched? Well, we, we live in a society now where long-term we live stuff in a like society. that... Long-term stuff like that doesn't work. Another one that will never get broken, and we're talking like regular sports now. Cal Ripken Jr., consecutive game started. Oh, yeah. Guys don't finish a season anymore. Yeah, really. So... 
Yeah. Sports, That's Eric. Him. Sports. Sports. Eric. <laughs> Eric's like the least sports inclined out of the three of us. I've played checkers. Dude, Does that check- count? It's an, <laughs> it's <laughs> I can't even make a joke about it. <laughs> I'm actually trying to and I can't. Searching. I I've got nothing. I didn't even mention Alexa's name as she started freaking out behind me. Yeah, what? I can hear her in the background. What? I thought it was Cortana. I was just like, Jesus, man, what are you doing? What? I don't even know what I said to activate it. I guess checkers kind of sounds like it. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. <clears throat> uh, also on CKCC Radio, I released a one-man show, which got really good feedback from people sending me a lot of messages this week. So thank you guys for that. I I wasn't really sure how a one-man podcast was going to turn out. Everybody really liked it who listened to it. So I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, as I mentioned on that show, new episodes are going to be released on Mondays for patrons and Wednesdays for everyone else. And... Each show is probably going to have, like, a topic involved with it that I think I will then bring to the nerd table so that you guys can discuss whatever the main topic is, if it's something you guys could discuss. So what I want to do is I want to kick off the show by doing some of the get-to-know-you stuff that I kind of talked about on here. Um, We've kind of talked about this in the past, like, in casual conversation, but let's actually do this for real. What are your nationalities, boys? Do you actually know what's in your blood? Well, nationality is I'm American. Ah, uh, yeah, there we go. I'm American. Okay, but well, America. we're all background. American. We know that. What's in my blood? <laughs> as, mm. as Eric Googles what's in human blood so he can just start reading it to us? Chemo Mostly blood? water. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I mean... I know my parents are from Puerto Rico, but that's as far back as I go. So, if they're like literally from Puerto Rico, then you're well, just Puerto Rican. But th- that's the thing, right? Like they're not. They they were both born in like New York, and I was also born in New York. So, I guess I'm American. So, are they both full-blooded Puerto Ricans? Their parents, I believe, are from. Puerto Rico, but like I said, I don't I don't go that far back. My mother has like gone deep on ancestry the last few years. Turns out, even though like two generations back, the family's name is Casalore, we're like ninety percent English. There you despite go. the fact that we have literally an Italian name, like two generations back. Yeah, but that can happen with marriage and name swaps and things like that. Like that, it just yeah. can happen. So, and then Richie is like my, my mother's other side of the family, so that's like Irish. So, what you think that? Nope, just straight up English. We're like eighty percent English. <laughs> Sip some tea, Daniel. I'm not a fan of tea overall. <laughs> I saw a thing. It was like like stereo like broken stereotypes or something. That was like everybody thinks the English are the biggest tea drinkers. But they figured out who it was, and it wasn't even close to... England wasn't even close to being in the top. I think, like, Turkey was number two. I don't remember who number one was, but it was not England. I want to say it would be, like, China or something like that. China or India, maybe? Yeah, Yeah, or India, that's a good one. Possibly. 
I mean, the East India Company. <laughs> All right, so we know Eric is Puerto Rican with a question mark because he's he's confident he's at least one thing, but there's <laughs> there could be other stuff in there, and he doesn't know. Um, Dan, like cocaine. All right. God, I can't even say it. I was going to say, I thought you said you were Puerto Rican, not Colombian, but I can't do it. Except I just did it. Uh, all right. We are canceled here on CKCC Radio. Wait, I own CKCC Radio. We are uncanceled. But no. Own network. We're just kidding. You know what? Screw it. I'll make fun of all of my origins because... Nobody makes fun of Italians more than other Italians. <clears throat> that is the only thing I actually know for sure, because my mother's a full-blooded Italian, so I know I'm half. It's the O'Mealy side of the family that things get really murky, because if you start tracing back on my grandmother's side of the family, you run into adoption, where I think both of her parents were actually adopted. So that line of ancestry is pretty much... Pretty much, and that's cold. back far enough away where there's might be no documentation. Correct. So it's like the only thing that she knew for sure was that one of her parents was German, and I think the way we broke it down, which is actually kind of funny, is that I actually have more German blood in me than I have Irish blood, despite the very very Irish last name that I have. So. Italian, Irish, and German are the big three that I know. There is English and Scottish blood on my grandfather's side, although I can't really tell you what the percentages there are. There could be more, but we don't really know because the O'Mealy lineage can only be traced back to the 1600s in America, and then it disappears entirely because it doesn't exist in Ireland. It is a made-up name. When they came over, the jerks gave them a new name, like they did to all the Italians. I in the 1900s. Mealy without the O is very common, but the O is where things get murky. But the belief is that they were escaped convicts or some kind of criminals, and they changed the name because back then the O was all you needed. That's been a very Hello, popular. Hello, I'm Mr. Snrub. <laughs> Nice Simpsons reference. So that's been a popular family rumor forever, and it would explain everything about me and my family, so I just kind of roll with it at this point. This Snrub guy's got some good ideas. <laughs> I like the way Snrub thinks. <laughs> but I can tell you that I am a, I am a descendant of full-blooded Italians. Very, very stereotypical North Jersey Italians. <laughs> But I love my family, and they are a blast to get together with when we actually get together with them. In fact, my favorite highlight of the Italian wedding was the uh, my cousin's wedding where a guy was trying to get into the doors as we were walking in, and the doors that he picked both happened to be locked because, you know, when you have multiple sets of glass doors for an event, sometimes they only open the one to keep the traffic steady flow. Yep. And he couldn't open the doors and turn around and screamed, Vafanculo! And stormed off. For people who don't know, Fangul is a very Italian swear word. And you can probably figure out which one it is based on the letter. 
Uh, that was the first Italian word I ever remember learning, by the way. Thanks, Mom. Of course. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this program, but thanks, Mom, for nice teaching me. Program. <laughs> Dude, I learned I learned Italian swears from my mother. And then, fuck it, I'll just say that. I'll, I'll say it. She doesn't listen to the show. I'll tell a story. The first time I ever saw my mother cry was over the New York Mets. She was making dinner, she was stirring the pot, and she was sobbing. And my dad's like, what's the matter? And she, I don't remember, because I was pretty young at the time, but I, I just remember her basically saying that the Mets blew it. I think they blew, like, the playoffs or something. And she was openly crying while she was making dinner. One of the three years in a row, they were in first place at the start of September and then ended out of the playoffs. <laughs> that was probably it. No, I mean, because this... that, that, that was, like, early 2000s. Oh, well, she probably cried then, too, but... First place at the start of the month and out of the playoffs at the end. Oh, oh man. Well, no, I because. Blew it. Well, I remembered that story because about a week or so ago, no, it may have even been this past week, they uh, they just pulled that where they, like, they went to the ninth inning, like, seven to one, and they came back and won nine to eight. That that happened in, like, a little last week, a week ago, yeah. Yeah. And my mom was talking about how the Mets always give her heart heart attacks. And I'm like, oh, I've known that for a really long time. And I brought it up to her. I'm like, the first time I ever saw you cry, one of my early memories, was because the Mets blew it in the playoffs. And while she didn't remember that, she did She's not like, deny yeah, that that happened. Right. <laughs> she did not <laughs> deny that that took place. So, oh, dis distinctly remember that. Because when you're a kid, you don't ever see your parents cry. So I mean, I did. <laughs> oh. But it was mainly out of frustration and anger towards me. Yeah, I was like, is it, I was, was it your fault? <laughs> I was trying to make a joke that wasn't going to offend you, but you went ahead and made it anyway, so. Oh, yeah, it was totally my fault. It's always my fault. <laughs> That's not true, Eric. Eric's mostly my fault. Why is the ride broken? Mm. Eh. <laughs> no. It was like that when I got here. It's my first day. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Yeah. So, um <laughs> a couple other stuff wanted to address real quick here. Um for those of y'all out there, y'all already know this about me. I'm an Animal Crossing guy, and today I went villager hunting for the first time in a couple months. I got and, the live, <laughs> yeah, live commentary. Shout out to Dan and to Megan, who both got the live feedback as it happened. <laughs> uh, but I selected one of the new villagers who came out with the November update I found. Her name is Shino. She's a deer with little spiky antlers who has a very Japanese aesthetic house and... I found her in the wild and decided to take her in. I think I used about 40 Nook Miles tickets before I finally got somebody I was happy with. I also ran into... You spent 80,000 Nook Miles. Well, I've had stacks of tickets in my storage for a long time because I would collect them and then not use them and just collect them. And so I still have stacks of them left. But yes, you are correct. To initially get to that point, I didn't spend the miles now, but to get to that point, I spent quite a few... So that was that was fun for me as far as like gaming goes. And then 
I've had them for a little while now, and I hadn't actually had a chance to sit down and play, but I started playing Grand Theft Auto 3 from the beginning, because I got the collection on the Switch. I was a little gun-shy about it, just because of the evolution of the GTA games, and I was afraid that going back to 3 was going to be like, oh, almost man. like culture shock. It but... kind of is, because like, first level is just, go pick up this person, next level... Drop off that person, third and you, level. And then you realize how tiny the map is, and you're like, Go see this person. <laughs> like, jeez. <clears throat> yeah, but you know what? It's um, It's been fun so far. But they were introducing an entirely new everything there, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Open world 3D. Oh, man. But I was having fun with it, and it wasn't like... It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, and I always liked Vice City more than 3, and then I liked San Andreas more than Vice, so I'm doing it the right way. I'm going to play through this one, beat it, and I'm going to play through Vice, beat that, and then I'm going to play through San Andreas. And it'll be like the memories all over again. Good luck, because I never beat any of those games in the past. (laughs) Uh, I beat 3, I made it to the last mission of Vice, and I gave up on San Andreas when you circled back and had to start doing the turf war stuff again. And I know I was really close to the end of the game, but I just didn't finish it. So, but this time I'll be different. Do you remember Dan? Cause, cause we weren't podcasting yet, but this definitely happened while you and I were, were like actively talking as friends. But when GTA five came out, what I actually did that day, I came, I came home with GTA five I set it down, put on GTA 4, and I and vowed, because I had vowed I was going to beat GTA 4 because I hadn't beaten it yet, and I was going to play the hell out of it, and I wasn't going to play 5 until I could actually say I beat 4. And I did. I played the hell out of 4 and for, like, for hours that day, and I beat the game, and then when the mission was finally done and I realized I had won the day as Nico, I watched the credits... You know, saved everything, whatever. Loaded up GTA Five because I didn't want to do that whole didn't beat another game thing. I've beaten GTA Four long before. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had I both, I had both a, endings. <clears throat> well, I have a bad habit of falling out with games because I get bored with them. And so, what ending did you get? Do you remember? Well, Roman was still alive, I remember that. Because I do remember okay. when that mission came, I didn't want to kill him. See, what sucks about it is, like, no matter what you do, you and your girlfriend are no longer together. Yeah. Because the one one ending, she dies, and then the other ending, she leaves you because you went back to go kill the guy. Well, screw it. I still, got my, Roman. I still got my cousin, and we can still go bowling. So... So, so right either choice. she dies at the wedding or Roman dies at the wedding and then she leaves you anyway. <laughs> well, I remember there was another choice where, like, there you could kill one of two different people. And I remember if you kill one was, like, really easy. You literally just walked in and killed him. But if you did, you'd, like, you would, like, lose stuff that, that was useful to you later in the game. So I went and I did the hard mission. Kind of like with the end of GTA V. You get the option to who you're going to kill. If you kill Michael or kill Trevor, they're really easy missions. But then, that's it, right? Like they're not even, but they're not even as good. Like, yeah, and it's 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 you do the one mission and you're done, and then that character's gone, and the other character hates you as a result. However, 
if you let them both spare, you get the hard ending, but you get the fun ending, and then you can still play as all the characters. It's a much better ending. You guys, better are, ending. You guys are big gamers. Do you like that concept of, like, multi-endings and, like, non-linear ways to get there? Like, does it does it give you guys, like, a feeling of replay value? Like, oh, now I need to go back and replay this? Or would you prefer if it just had one ending and you just got there? I like the fact that uh, of multiple endings if it drastically changes the story. Like, <clears throat> if it's going to be the same... <sighs> I'm, I'm I'm trying to not mention any particular games, and I can't think of any anyway. <laughs> but like, if it's going to be like Indiana Jones, right? Like, Indy did not need to be in that movie at all. This the the outcome would have been the same. You know what I mean? She would have died though. Yeah, but the outcome would have been the same. The Nazis wouldn't have won. <laughs> that's that's what I'm trying to get at. Yes, like, I've, um, I've heard that fan theory. Yes. But if it was like, oh, you if you did this, uh, maybe they won or something like that, or like a completely different ending, or, or so, it's got to be something drastic. It's not like this character lived, this character died, this is the ending you got. It's just like, oh, you weren't able to save the world, but you managed to save like a country or something like that, uh, or maybe you didn't save anything at all. Or now you opened up a, a rift, or like it's got to make it's got to make sense in the context of the game. But you accidentally re- release yeah. the big bad evil guy from his prison. Because I mean, I've played some games where the alternate ending is that like it's the same fucking ending, but there's two moons instead of one. You know what I mean? Like whoop the fucking do. I get that. I get that. Right, so so you're you're in favor of multiple roads to the end as long as the ending is still different. Whereas if there's just different ways to get there, what's the point? At what that about point, like give me the, the easy end road. of Bioshock. There's three endings in Bioshock, right? One is that because you were so disregarding of whatever the um, the the messed up people end up on the main 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 Earth. <clears throat> And one is like, you saved most of the girls, but not all of them, so the lady is somewhat sad. And then the other one is that she's very happy. Right. Because I remember I let the little girl live. So I knew I was Yeah, there's like, it's a difference of if you harvest any single one, you'll get the sad ending. Where she says the same things, but she's a little sad. But if you saved all of them, you get that ending, but she's saying everything happily. Which is fucking voice acting crazy shit. Because that's like the thing in voice acting is saying the exact same sentence in a million different ways. Yes, it is. So... <clears throat> uh, speaking of Vigi games, we haven't talked about my daily project in a while. Should we? Let's do it. Cool. I don't know where my iPad is that has the the gaming list on it. So we're not going to draw a game. 
but we can go over the other games. I think I left it downstairs. I'm not interrupting the recording to run downstairs. Sorry, guys. No live drawing tonight. Intermission. <laughs> yeah, intermission. Uh, never going to give you up. Never going to let oh my you. God. That would have been fucking perfect. <laughs> well, it's fine because Facebook's crashing anyway, so I can't bring up the games I already did. Because, you know, internet. I would be actually... Uh, we've had this conversation before where the power didn't go up, but the internet did. Right, Eric? You yep. remember that? And you're just like, just fucking take out the power at this point. Because <laughs> what else am I going to do? Like, what else is there to do? Uh, I, know I can't we t- watch cable. <laughs> I know we talked excessively about Tetris. I know we talked about Daytona USA. Uh, was Moon Patrol a game that we mentioned? I believe so. Okay. How about Super Mario Galaxy? Yes. Which was so good. Here comes the thunder. Oh, yeah, Hades was the game that we drew. I remember that, because then we talked about Hades. So the next game was GTA Vice City, which we just talked about. And that is so much fun. Scarface, the video game. Remake, Remake Vice City and let the character not just drown by wading into the ocean, and... You'll have a fantastic game on your hands. How about Castlevania Symphony of the Night? Best Castlevania game, period, in my opinion. Yeah, buddy. Oh, shit. I think we actually did talk about that already. (laughs) Uh, The Witness. That was one because Dan has played The Witness. We have talked about The Witness. Okay. Uh, And then Dragon Quest... Echoes of an Elusive Age was the game that I drew that day. That was the game you drew, yeah. There we go. Okay. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Now, I'm not a Call of Duty guy, but lots of people are. So. That one's really good. Yeah, you know what? I From what I've heard, it's the best Call of Duty game, but I got so fed up with different Call of Duty games that I stopped playing at the moment this game came out. I never gave it a chance when it, when when it first got, released. It was like 07. <clears throat> Scribblenauts yeah. Unlimited. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. You were still talking about Call of Duty. Yeah. I remember I got I did one level and I'm playing it at my friend's house and I look at him and I was like, how did anyone survive this? And I remember this isn't a World War II game. This is based on fake shit. <laughs> Because that was like they were all World War Two before that, so I just turned to my friend, acting like this is a, a recreation of a World War Two battle that I'm failing, that somehow people have lived through. <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny as hell. <laughs> no, no, Dan, this is modern warfare. All right, so Scribble Knots Unlimited was the next game. Personal ah. favorite of mine. Pretty good. Uh, are you familiar with the Scribblenauts games, Eric? Um, it's the one where you have to, like, write in words and it pops up, right? Yeah, you solve puzzles by... You have a magic notepad that can create any object, so you solve puzzles. Isn't this the game that literally all you have to say is, I win, you spell out, I win, and then you beat the list, the stage? It's not that easy. You just get a star fragment, but it doesn't actually win the stage for you. <laughs> But yeah, I think that was a thing that would happen. You could like put in the creators' names and create them. And then if you had it on the Nintendo Wii U, which I did, one of the few games I had on the Wii U that was worth a damn, 
you could type in Mario stuff and Zelda stuff, and you could have Mario and Link. The best is if you put in the Triforce and you picked it up, it would play the Zelda music, like, da na 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 Which Eric would have loved that. But yes, a really fun game, and they've got they've got a Marvel, not a Marvel, a DC version of it, too. Alright, who members Mario Paint? Yeah. I don't, honestly. They released a mouse for the NES, and Mario Paint was basically like the tutorial game that came with it. Oh yeah, Super Nintendo. And it was basically just a drawing, a drawing tool, but it had a coloring book feature, it had special effects, you could make music, and then it had the fly swatter game. Which was just to show off the mouse capabilities, but it was. But here, here's the thing: is like that's like the first time I used a mouse because that was early enough in the '90s that like computers weren't even in my house. Right, and even if you had a computer, you didn't necessarily have a mouse for it. Like our our first computer was all DOS based. There was no mouse; everything was keyboard. So I love that thunder. How about Unreal Tournament? Quad damage. <laughs> Killer Kong Carnage! Uh, the, the, the top comment on that one was Monster Kill. Kill, kill, <laughs> kill, kill. Monster. I think Unreal Tournament is what spawned, um, <clears throat> like, spawn camping, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, I know where this is, where they, they spawn in at. Well, let's just stay here with rocket launchers. And rack up our fucking score. Uh, and they just kept on adding like new new modes and stuff. Just bigger rocket launchers. <laughs> and they're like, this is like a like a you know no this should have just like captured the flag. It was like a a precursor to like battlefield kind of stuff where you had to like make your way up. You know what I you know what ways. I appreciate now about about gamers as a whole is like so many people respect gaming and that there's like that unwritten etiquette now that you don't, you don't just kill somebody who's respawned. And if somebody is pulling shit like that, the people basically berate him out of the lobby. Like, I like that, that that's become a thing that like there's unwritten rules of how to, cause that's just it. It's not fun if somebody's not playing fair. True. Like we're going to do some trivia later that Dan's prepared for me. And it wouldn't be fun for me if I could see what he was preparing. <laughs> like, that's not fun for me. The, the point of trivia is to guess. The point of gaming is to have fun. If you're not having fun because somebody's che- basically cheating, you're not going to want to play with them. Uh, the next game was an old school beat-em-up, River City Ransom. Remember? Yeah, that game was like before the big blow-up of beat-em-ups. Yeah. Uh, Spyro the Dragon. Did play that. I played the hell out of that game. Never beat it, though. That's okay. Also, I'm realizing that I've been doing a lot of screen sharing on uh, using my iPad, and it tells me what the dimensions of the picture is before I post it. But it's lying to me, because I'm looking at it on a browser, and Symphony of the Night was super tiny, and so is the next game, Kirby's Adventure. So I wish there was a way I could just go back and fix all that. But I don't think I can. I think they're kind of stuck now. Uh, Kirby's Adventure on the NES, another really fun game. That was the first game where Kirby could sap his enemy's powers. So it went from your standard platformer, where you'd have to take an enemy and then fire the projectile, 
Now you can actually take their powers. Now he sucks them. <laughs> Good old Kirby. Uh, the next game is called Human Fall Flat. It's a fun game. It's a physics puzzle game. It looks interesting. I've never even heard of it. Oh, I'm sure you've seen YouTube videos or Twitch streams of it. It looks interesting. All right. You're like this bean person. <laughs> and you gotta figure out physics puzzles. WWF WrestleMania the arcade game. I know Dan knows that one. I had that on Genesis. It has the uh, the Mortal Kombat style, like the pictures of the wrestlers. Yep. yep. And they all had a mocap <clears throat> and everything. They had all had uh, mocaps, yeah. But then, then because of that, it was also over the top, so like the Undertaker actually hit you with a tombstone. Yes. And, <laughs> and like Bret Hart would have hearts come out of him. And Yokozuna would have like, you know, whole turkeys come out of him because he's fat. I mean, I relate to that, so. Uh, this game is called Elevator Action. Elevator Action. I've never, never played it, but I've seen. Stuff yeah, like I've that. heard of it. Uh, Joust. I have Classic. played Joust. It's hard, until, but once you get the hang of it, it can be a lot of fun. It's like, wow, I'm like floating here. Like, what am I doing? And then <laughs> you die. And you're like, okay. Another world. Another world. Okay. I haven't ever played it, but... But heard of it. And then yesterday's game was Dr. Mario. He's not a real doctor. Don't let him touch your balls. Yeah, just just don't. But really fun, very addicting puzzle game. Alright, so I got some trivia for you guys. And Dan's got some trivia for me. So we're going to split it up and do one after another here. I'm going to start off by, we're going to play a little Jeopardy, boys. All right, let's do it. This is the 2000s. So <clears throat> we're just going to, we're just going to go in order. We've got movies, music, universal, sports, and history. Universal? Yeah, Universal. Not Universal Studios, but like... So I'm going to label at the bottom. We've got Dan, and we've got Eric. And whoever gets the question right will get the points. I won't be the dick and subtract the points. I want to see how many you get. But we're going to start with 2000's movies for 100 points. Whoever says the answer first gets the points. What popular movie starred a green ogre? Shrek. Shrek. Fuck, you said it at the same time. <laughs> you said it exactly at the same time. All right, you both get the points. The answer is Shrek. For 200 points, what popular movie starred Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis? Freaky Friday. Friday. Eric got that one first. Like, by a hair, got that one first. <clears throat> All right, for 300 points. Who said, let's play a game in this 2000s horror thriller? Billy. I'm going to 
Jigsaw. Yeah, I'm going to give that to you. They put Jigsaw as the answer, but you're still technically correct. So that's annoying when they do that. For 400 points. For 400 points. What is the highest grossing film in the 2000s? Oh, uh, Avatar. Return of the King. Oh, yeah, 2000s. Avatar is correct. It was 09, wasn't it? Yep. And for 500 points, what actor played John Tucker in John Tucker Must Die? Boop, boop, boop. Time up. The answer was Jesse Metcalf. Okay, yeah, no, never gotten. <laughs> All right, Dan with 400, Eric with 700. Let's move on to music for 100 points. What pop star taught you how to spell bananas? Bertie. You are so close. <laughs> Dan, Dan, you got a guess? Oh. It's Gwen Stefani. You are in the right ballpark. Fergie taught us to, to spell a lot of things, but not. <laughs> but not bananas. But not bananas. Uh, All right, it's fine. For 200 points. Who was the female singer in the Black Eyed Peas? Fergie. God damn. <laughs> Dan gets that one. <laughs> All right, for 300 points. What star did Madonna kiss at the 2003 VMAs? She kissed both Britney and Christina. Well, you got it, so. Britney was the answer they were looking for, but you you are correct. Literally has them on both sides. She kisses like Britney, then Christina. This male artist had one big hit. Unfortunately, he had a bad day and never had another hit single. Uh, I actually know this. I know a song, but I have no, no idea who the guy is. Any guess? Three, two, one. Answer was Daniel Powder. I actually really like that song, and that is the only song that I know of his. I'm sure he wrote other ones, but it's the only one I know. Well, if this is the only hit, <laughs> there's yeah. a reason why it's the only one you know. Which singer sang It's Getting Hot in Here in this 2002 hit? Nelly. You are correct. Dan with 1,400, Eric with 700. All right, so this one is Universal. In which year was Barack Obama elected president of the United States? 2008. Jesus Christ. 2007. 2008 is correct. God damn it. <laughs> Maybe if I just guess another year, I'll be right. <laughs> he's just, he's, he's too fast. And Bruh. I've already had my edibles. Bruh. Bruh. Elections don't happen on odd years. <laughs> At least not presidential ones. Not presidential ones. All right. Oh, Dan's going to know this one. What hurricane hit New Orleans in 2005? I know you did relief there and your DS got stolen. We've told that story on the show. Story, yeah. All right, for 300 points, what actor became the governor of California? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Poor Eric. He's just sitting here enjoying his edibles. 
What disease was declared a national emergency in 2009? Bird flu? Oh, you're so close. Swine flu? Yes, Dan got it. Ah, damn it. Swine flu. What was found on the moon in 2009? Footsteps? I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) Time's up. The answer was water. Yeah. All right. Well, Dan just skyrocketed ahead with 2,400. Eric's still sitting at seven. But it's not over yet. We've got sports. This might be a little unfair for Eric, but... (laughs) Well, let's see. Which NBA player... Chicago Bulls. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Chicago Bulls are not going to be the answer to any question for the 2000s, but sports. Okay, so what? So he already used his what? answer. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I got to get the tears out of my eyes so I can read the question again. God damn it, Eric. <laughs> can't even fucking read it. What? Which, which NBA player? Scotty Pippen. <laughs> You have an outside shot at that with that. Which NBA player won the most regular season MVP awards in the 2010s? 2010s? (laughs) 2010s would be um, LeBron James. That was correct. Scotty Pippen. Not it's, 2010s, well, he was. I, I just then. realized that this category is actually called 2010 sports. So, oh. <clears throat> what football team won the Super Bowl in 2015? Ah, fucking oh, Fuck Miami off. Dolphins. Yeah. Let's go, like, let's go with the Steelers. Fuck it, they they yeah, win a lot. That would be my guess. Steelers. <laughs> You're both wrong. It was the Patriots. It was Patriots. Yeah, that was going to be my second guess. Which country was the Winter Olympics held in 2010? Uh, this will take me. I, I'll know it, but I need time, so I'm not going to get it in time. Yeah, I don't. Was this China? No. Eric, guess a country. Uh, fucking USA. <laughs> oh, Eric's closer. <laughs> Canada? Was it Canada? Yeah, it was Canada. Uh, it was the BC, the Vancouver yeah, <laughs> games. I wouldn't have known that, so you still would have been ahead of me. I was going to say Tokyo. Yeah, but if that I was had like time, 06, I could I name think. them all since like 1982. But I would need the time. Now, which one? Which one? It was oh six or oh eight had Japan. That's what I was thinking of. It wasn't twenty ten. Uh, yeah, Japan was. Well, Japan was the most recent summer games. But yeah, they had winter games not too long ago. Uh, and by ja- not too long ago, I mean within the last twenty years. <laughs> who jumped off Houston's NRG Stadium during their Super Bowl performance? Dustin? No. Yeah. I figured, you know, you release a tit, you jump off the stage. Now it was Gaga. Although, she might have, so... I wouldn't put it past her to release a tit. Release the tit! What animal predicted the FIFA World Cup winner in 2010? A gopher? No. 
That'd be funny, though. Dolphin. No. A monkey. Uh, Dan was actually closer. The answer was octopus. And that takes us to history in the 2000s. Oh, shit. What year did the Iraq War begin? In the 80s? Oh, two. (laughs) (laughs) You're both wrong. It was oh, three. Three. (laughs) Although, technically, Eric's correct. (laughs) (laughs) You are technically correct. The best kind of correct. Name that show. Futurama. Yes. I knew I knew you were going to know that one. <clears throat> All right. Which tennis player won Wimbledon and the French Open in 2008? Uh, Federer. No. Damn it. I wouldn't have known this. Djokovic. No. Rafael Nadal. 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 <laughs> Too late. Yeah, we got three to go for. <laughs> Which war's bicentennial was observed in 2012? The War of 1812? You are correct! (laughs) It's actually kind of dumb if you just know (laughs) what bicentennial means. (laughs) These edibles are great. (laughs) (laughs) Who made history in the 2012 Olympics after running the 100-meter dash in 9.63 seconds? Fuck if I know. Oh, Usain Bolt! Yes, but fuck if I know was a good guess, too. (laughs) Alright, last one. What month did the royal wedding of William and Kate take place? Uh, May. Look, you got a 1 out of 12 shot of getting it, so you might as well just go for it. (laughs) May is not correct. Eric, you want to guess? Hmm. One in eleven shot. You already know. Maybe I not know. Correct. I know. Okay, let's go with June. Ah, oh, damn it! You should have gone the other way. It was April. God damn it! All right, Dan got twenty eight hundred to Eric seven hundred. He hasn't scored since the first. No, <laughs> <laughs> my reaction time is not great. And the two subjects that I hate the most are sports and history. Well, isn't that the thing, like, with Jeopardy, too, is, like, it's not... Gotta be rounded. You also have to, like, be fast. All right. Dan's got some trivia for me. Let's do that, and then I'll pull up one where you'll be more evenly matched. All right, Dan, what you got for me, bud? Well, you wanted me to do a thing, so I did the thing. Yes. So, Christopher, do not look because it has to be no, I'm looking, shown to I'm be audio show, aud- audibly heard. I <laughs> grabbed 20 random uh, wrestling theme songs over history. And you gotta guess who used the theme song. Alright, I, I, I'm good at this, so give me a set, give me a, a set time to get them in. Actually, right. I should probably get them within the first 8 to 10 seconds, otherwise there's no point. <clears throat> All right, so these are wrestling theme songs, and this used to be an expertise area of mine, but I'm a little rusty on this stuff, so... Should I shuffle this up? Uh, up. Do do however you want to do it. That's fine. Let's shuffle it up. Okay. Here we go. Okay, I don't recognize it from the opening rift. 
Oh shit, this is an 80s theme. Yep. It's fairly fairly esoteric. Fuck. I have no idea. God damn it. This was the music Vince McMahon came out to when he did commentary. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, you're starting me off with a hard one. Alright. So that was Animotion's obsession. I would not have known that. Alright. Eric, can you hear these? I can hear it, but I don't know the fucking answers. Yeah, but but if you want if you want to just chime in. Oh I yeah, mean... I'm gonna say some shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with that. So <laughs> Okay, that's just playing the same song. Okay. Let's go back. Jesus Christ. If I click next, it should go to the next song. Why is it not doing this? <laughs> list? Okay, fuck them. I'm just going to click then. It's not using the... Uh... Oh, because it's the last song. Okay. Vince McMahon. Let's go to here. Edge. That is correct. This is when Edge came out to Rob Zombie. Never gonna stop. Alright. Stop playing it before we get a copyright strike. <laughs> but yes, that was Edge. That, that one I definitely remember. Although he didn't Matt, use... Well, he didn't use the opening rift. He still used his actual rift, right? Didn't he still come out to You Think You Know Me and it cut into Yeah, zombie. I think eventually. I think they like mixed it up. Yeah, but if you, had, if you played You Think You Know Me, I would have known Edge right away, so... That, that one actually made me think, because I was like, I know this song, but that's not how I know it. No. Just waiting for Eric to just scream at a random wrestler. <laughs> that's Jeff Jarrett's TNA theme. I don't even have time to think of something funny to say. And it sounds like James Hetfield singing it. Yeah, that was um, yeah, that was that was a nightmare because he was champion for like three fucking years. It was like the, and you just were like, and you had, see, like, see it, it sounds like a warning siren. It's like warning. Here comes here comes the guy running the company, putting the belt on himself and refusing to lose it, like every promoter ever. Not that I totally haven't worked for several companies that did just that. All right. All right yep, I'm ready. That is, uh, Young Stallions? No. Oh. But it is a tag team. It, okay, I'm stopping it because they're going to literally say their names in three seconds. Okay, so it's not the Young Stallions. Um, was that the Can-Am connection? Mm, nope. Blues Brothers. <laughs> nice. Uh, I don't know. Okay, you ready to hear this? Yeah. Story about two brothers, Rick and Scott. Damn it. Damn it. Was that their WCW theme? Yep. Okay. Okay. Got it. Steiner Brothers. Steiner I wasn't thinking of the right company. That was the problem. Oh, we're mixing it up, bro. Oh, I know. That's I'm cool with that. All right. Ooh, okay. Stop it right here. Okay. Okay. I definitely know this theme. I 100% know this theme. Just give me a sec to come up with this. Uh, fuck, this is... Somebody shitty, by too. Way, by the way, the WWE Network took this music and put it in over its uh, phone number thing. Oh, that's awesome. Um, 
Who came out to this? Who came out to this? Who came out to this? The song is way better than the person. Yes, I know it is. I know it is. I because I, I can see the I can picture it in my head because I remember like playing this music and fuck it's um fuck <laughs> Lex Luger. It's Lex Luger. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm like going through all these '80s wrestlers in my head. I'm like, which one is it? It's fucking Luger. This was a uh, was he made in the USA Luger when he did this one? No, this is WCW. Oh, that's WCW Luger. Okay. Okay. That's, yeah. that's the return, you know, return well, for Nitro. I'm not as good with WCW themes as I am with the other stuff, which is fine. I, I wanted you to mix it up, but yeah. I do remember that theme. Fucking, which is funny because Luger was actually better in the NWA than he was in the WWF. He was. All right, now here's one you're probably not going to get. Holy shit. I don't think I've ever heard this before. Not a clue. Well, the song is called Simon Says. Oh, so Simon Diamond in ECW. Simon Diamond in ECW. <laughs> yes. Simon has a problem. I don't actually know what that song is, so no, I, I would not have known that. By Drain STH. This is just incredible, Steam. Yes, that's Snap Your the, Finger, Snap Your Neck by Prong. But this is the Grinspoon version. Yes. Okay, well. Yes, but he came out to that, so. This is the song. Okay, let's go. Oh, God. Is this, um... Is this... Is this WCW Warrior? This is WCW somebody else with face paint. Stinger? Yeah, this was Surfer Sting. Surfer Sting, okay. Why did I think that was Warrior? I'm having a great time with these names. <laughs> they're like they're like book characters. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know more. You know why like, you think of Warrior? Because it's the do, 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 do. That's what it sounded like. I thought that was his WCW theme. When you said face paint, I'm like, well that has to be Sting. This is Scott Hall's TNA theme, and it's a fucking classic. It's so good. Marvelous Me. Marvelous Me. His arms are as big as mountains, and among other things. <laughs> so good. Despite the fact that he had, like, two two-week runs. Uh, anyway. Ah, oh, fuck you off. <laughs> you just had to sneak that shit in there. No, this actually was a theme song, though. <laughs> so, Eric, in the 2000s, or, yeah, it was 2000, wasn't it? The year 2000? Yeah. The Undertaker stopped being a dark ministry guy and decided to just be himself in real life, so he started ride riding a bike to the ring. He'd ride a motorcycle and he'd come out and, like, like he looked like a biker. He had the bandana, he had the vest, he had the, the leather pants and everything. And he became the American Badass. So for a while, he used the song American Badass by Kid Rock. But then, for reasons I will never understand, he decided to switch over to this. And as part of the agreement to use the song in the video game, Fred Durst was also an unlockable character. Not only was he an unlockable character, he was the hardest unlockable character. And he had all kinds of crazy Rey Mysterio-esque cruiserweight moves. 
And he had the full entrance, too. He came out in the car, bouncing up and down. But let me tell you, it was really fun to beat the shit out of Fred Durst in those video games. I bet. <laughs> but yes, why are you still playing it? Turn that Turn shit it. off! <laughs> Oh, dude, Redcap's getting a rat from his crew. <laughs> oh, right, my I'll God, fucking Durst. Oh, come on! He says it right in the beginning. Yeah, it's the TNA version of RVD's theme, which is fucking awful. And the actual music video has a young Rusev getting his ass beat by Rob Van Dam. I always love, like, when you see, like, young wrestlers appearing in backstage stuff or in other things... Like it's just the music video is just RVD beating up a bunch of wrestling students, and it just happens to be there's freaking Rusev. <laughs> like on a on that '70s show when they go to the wrestling show and The Rock is playing his father, they have yes. two unknown guys wrestling each other, and it's Matt and Jeff Hardy. And they're just like Ken Shamrock was just extend your mutton chops. Yeah, Ken Shamrock. Totally '70s. Ken Shamrock playing himself basically because <laughs> he's still crazy. Just, I just gave him longer. Shave those sideburns, Shamrock. He's like, hey, my son wants an autograph. From goes up to Rocky Johnson, played by his son, The Rock, and he's like, you know, my son one day is going to become a professional wrestler. He's going to be the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. And Red Foreman goes, yeah, well, good luck with that. <laughs> All right, what else you got? This is the alpha male, Monty Brown. And his distinguishable from yeah, it's a it's because all those TNA themes were fucking ripoffs, just like the WCW themes were, and that was down with the sickness, a ripoff version of it. Like DDP came out to the the horrible ripoff of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Jericho had the Journey ripoff, and he had the Pearl Jam ripoff. Yeah, he came out to the to the Even Flow ripoff, but even though Raven, whose finisher was called called the, the Even Flow. Flow. He had like an offspring ripoff because he used the offspring and he used the offspring because he came out to come out come out and play. See, Eric, before these guys would get on television and they would work for regional outfits, they come out to whatever music they wanted, which a lot of the guys do on indie shows. So they just play whatever the fuck they want. And sometimes it's really funny what people choose to come out to. I, I, he's a man. Goldman? Such a man. What'd you say, Goldman? <laughs> yeah. You mean Goldberg? Gold Goldberg, there we go. No. It's real man's man, Steven Regal, now known as William Regal, but still friggin' awesome. Uh, probably the most famous British wrestler to come across American soil nowadays with the passing of the British Bulldog and Dynamite Kid, right? Like, he's kind of like the top the top English guy. Because I don't even think Wade Barrett still does anything. Commentary. Does he still do commentary? I think he does. Oh, he might yeah. not do it anymore with NXT 2.0. I don't know. Stu Bennett. Ooh, here's one I don't know off the top of my head. Oh, it's AJ Styles. Yep. <laughs> I just heard I am, I am. That's AJ Styles. Yeah, that's like one of his first teams. <laughs> yeah. In TNA. Okay. He just had various versions of that, and then at the end, he had a different... There's a lot of TNA and WCW. Well, yeah, I kind of mixed it up. Yeah, I feel like that's all you're playing. 
Raven? No, that ain't Raven. Who the fuck is that? This is an ECW theme, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> Who the fuck came out to this? Public Enemy. Did they? Yeah, see, I... So you didn't come out and dancing and waving your arms back and forth? Yeah. Oh, crowd, coming through that. I don't know that many <laughs> old school ECW themes. Sirens. Scott Steiner. Oh, no, it's fucking staying alive. Is this Disco Inferno? No. Who, who would have came out to this? Is this ECW again? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to know it. It's little Guido Maritato and the FBI. Yeah, see, I don't know ECW stuff. I don't know a lot of those songs, except for the more famous ones. So you're going to stump so, me on all those. ECW had a group called the FBI, which was the full-blooded Italians, which included, I think, five or six members, of which two were actually Italian. Little Guido and Big Vito. Tony Mamaluke. And then you had Tommy Tracy Rich Smothers. and Tracy <laughs> Smothers, who were decisively Southern rednecks. But, you know, why not? So this song was originally written for Stacy Keebler, but was actually used by Maria Kanellis. Yeah. That one I know. Yep. And that's 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 when Zebrahead was kind of doing stuff with WWE because they put one of their songs in one of the video games and it was like the best entrance song that you could have chosen for that particular generation. I actually really like that song. But you know. That's another thing, like a lot of wrestlers have had their themes repurposed, which is ridiculous. Oh fuck off. Fucking Hulk Hogan, racist piece of shit. So Hollywood Hogan. So we were somebody had a seventy station on at work the one day and the song came on and I my supervisor is a wrestling fan. It's like I shoot him a text message. I'm like, I'm like, I'm listening to Hulk Hogan's theme music right now. He texts me back. He goes, "Real American?" I'm like, "No, Voodoo Child." He's like, "Oh, it's not even the good Hogan." I'm like, "No, it's not. That's the problem." Stand up next to a mountain, Voodoo Child. Dudley boys. Yeah. Good God, man. <laughs> Do I need so to that's be pretty here? easy? Like you just, you just hear the, the you already know you. Some I of mean, them, that's part of the point of many wrestlers' themes is that you do know it and like you know it. you know it from the opening rift. Yeah, like when you hear that glass shatter for Steve Austin, you know it's Steve Austin, or the the guitar rift for from Lemmy, and you know it's Triple H coming out, or the Rock just screaming his catchphrase. That's part of the thing, right? Is that opening rift? Is that instant recognition? You know exactly who it is. So you know whether to boo or cheer immediately. Or both, depending on who the person is. Ah, big boss man, I love this theme! Love this theme! This is such a cheesy 80s wrestling theme. So good. 
He never carried a ball and chain. <laughs> no, he never did. So this guy was an actual prison guard before he became a wrestler. The big boss so, man. Big Bubba big Rogers. Man. Oh, this is this is old school. Um where do I recognize that rift from? Fuck, I know what this is. This is the goddamn American males, isn't it? This better not be the American males. No, this isn't the American males. That's not the right rift. American Fuck you. <laughs> oh, this theme is so awful. Oh god. Yeah. Let's let's put Marcus Bagwell and Scotty Riggs in a tag team and make them Chippendale dancers. That'll all get right. over with all the kids. Fucking awful. Oh, it looks like we're done. Well, you saved let the best be, for last. Let me double check and see if we didn't get any. He definitely saved the best for last. That's hilarious. That's I fu- I should have known you were going to put the American males in there. It was like the second one I thought of after rolling, dude. <laughs> Good God. <clears throat> well, if you have any more, we can play them real quick. If you don't, we're going to move on to the entertainment challenge, which is uh, getting less and less participation each week, guys. So, and it's also getting harder for me to come up with ideas. And I know, I know you guys are providing some of them, but the simpler games seem to get the most attention. So we're probably going to keep doing this on an every other week basis for a little bit. I think it helps everybody's creativity out. Um, with that said, this idea was presented to us by the one and only Ellis Holmes. And his idea was That's to, usually not a good idea. Uh, you're going to take a line from a movie that you absolutely do not want to use in the bedroom. Oh, okay. All right. I will be judging these accordingly then. So you don't want to hear these movie lines in the bedroom. You got that, Eric? I don't want to hear it? Okay. Like, uh, do I want to say it, though? No, you don't want to hear it. Okay. All right. Our first entry. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. That's, uh, that's funny. I mean, for me, yes, I don't want to hear that. That's correct. <laughs> Other people, would that would be high on their list of things to hear in the bedroom. Um, and it's a completely unrelated topic. On CKCC Radio, you guys can listen to Jay Bunny's Music Hub starring Jason Shin, where he interviews people in the music industry. Completely unrelated, no. <laughs> so that gets a point. Yeah, it's a point from me. Eric liked it, too. Matt Hardman, host of the Race Nerd Podcast, has scored points. All right, your next line. I'm gonna wreck it. I want to hear that. I would say that, but I'm not going to hear that. I don't know how I feel about it, honestly. Uh, I guess it depends on how I'm feeling that night. Well, what's getting wrecked, first off? Your booty hole. And so, no. I don't want to hear that. That's a point for me. 
Uh, that's going to be a point for me, too. Yep. Well, there you go, Ellis. Got your three points. Congratulations. All right, your next movie line. I have orgasms. He has wargasms. Okay. <laughs> That's the line. Do you know what movie that comes from? I had to look it up, so yes. Because I've never seen this movie. Me neither. movie's called Savages. Such a fucking Savages in this town. Uh, so, what say you for this line? I mean, yeah, I probably don't want to hear that. So, point? Because it sounds like she's like, talking about a third person in the room. <laughs> And it's a guy. All right. Eric? And that's just me. I mean, I don't want to hear it, so yes, point. All right, I'll be the jerk. I didn't really think it was funny. Sorry, Dylan Musha. So I did mention to people they could specify what movie the uh, line came from if we, didn't, if we weren't going to know it offhand. However, this next person did specify the movie. But I really don't think they needed to because I would have picked up on this immediately. I 100% know you guys would have too. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to sing it. Darling, it's wetter. It's better. Down where it's wetter. Take it from me. Do I not want to hear that, though? I thought it was funny, so I'm just giving it a point anyway. I think I would want to hear that. So that tells me she's fucking ready. <laughs> All right. So point for me. Although if it is a crab singing at me about it, then no. <laughs> Good old crustacean. Uh, point. Eric's point. Dan? I guess I'll give it a point. All right. Three points to Jeff Trellowitz. Host of Real Paranormal Talk, host of Ranking Tracks, host of Reviews with Jeff, published author, books available on Amazon.com. All right, here's your next line. Say hello to my little friend. Yeah, I don't want that because that means she's yeah, no. she's mocking me. Here, mark that one. <laughs> Three points. Are you mocking me, or are you packing? Three points plus an earmark. Uh, that came from Adrian Cotton, host of Motivational Moves. It's uh, just Hornswoggle. Published author. Books go, hey, how's it going? On Amazon. And if you guys want to book your next vacation, emersoncotton.teletravel.com. Motivational vacations will get you where you need to go. You don't even have to pay him extra. He makes money from them. Our next line. If my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Baby. 
I mean, although it is my favorite movie, I'm I can't give it credit for that one. All right, no points from Eric. What is the the speed of the average hump? <laughs> I don't know. I've never measured it before. One point twenty one gigawatts. <laughs> is that how much power it takes? Is that is that from the fuck capacitor? One point twenty one gigawatts. I'm gonna give it a point because I thought it was funny. I suppose. Alright, so at least two points. Awarded to Chris McGinnis. Alright, only five entries remaining. Like I said, this wasn't very popular this week, but that's okay. Do you bleed? You will. Good God. Yeah, that's terrifying. No, I don't want to hear that at all. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a point for me. That's the uh, another I, earmark. Earmark that, yeah. <laughs> that comes from your points leader, Jay Winger. Damn it, Jay. What's <laughs> wrong with you? <laughs> Uh, another one. Uh, the movie did not need to be specified, but I appreciate it anyway. This comes from The Lion King. What do you want me to do? Dress and drag and do the hula? <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. That means that she would dress up like a guy and do the hula? <laughs> I don't want to hear that at all. So that's a no. It's a no for me, dog. That's a point. Yeah, point. That's a no from uh, from, from Natalie. Good job, Natalie. Yeah. Uh, this is a Spartan line. You've been preparing your whole life for this moment, so why aren't you ready? <laughs> that's actually good. That's I like, hilarious. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I feel. I, I honestly kind of feel called out. <laughs> I have been attacked. <laughs> I have been called out. Not okay. <laughs> so that's a point from me. All right. Eric and Dan agree? Yep. All right. This is his first time playing, at least for this, this year. But Eric, those points went to our friend Matt Randall. Oh, shit. Welcome, Matt. Uh, Matt is a good guy. Matt did the Disney College program at Interventions. He was a presenter, so he got the absolute pleasure of working with Eric and I. He didn't get the full package by working at Some of All Thrills with Eric and I, but he worked in proximity enough. If you were in the building, we messed with you. Exactly. Um, he he was one of the ones where we would prank each other at like the Vision House and like hide stuff in there. Uh, our friend Paul Johnson started that one. And then we would follow up with it where we'd either leave the cookies out on the counter or hide a sticker, like a piggy sticker or something in the toilet. So when you do the automatic toilet, there's a piggy sticker looking back at you. We did that all the time. Harmless pranks. We used to hide um, the Habit Heroes wristbands inside the house and try to figure out where they were. And I never, ever found them because they were always hidden way too well. They're like, no, it's in an obvious spot. You don't have to, like, dig to see it. Well, not obvious enough for me because I didn't see anything. I wonder if they're still there. 
<clears throat> All right, here comes our next line, our penultimate entry. Well, that doesn't make sense to me, but then again, you are very small. Wow. <laughs> Y'all know the movie, right? Yes. It's Treebeard. Yeah. Treebeard talking to the hobbits. Well, that doesn't make sense to me, but then again, you are very small. That's when he tricks him into going through Isengard. Yeah. So he'll rage war on Saruman. I am cool with this line. Just not being it being said to me. Yeah, I don't want But to I'll give it a point. Are we agreement on that one? Yeah. yeah. All right. Three points awarded to Brian Leon. And that takes us to our final entry. I'm just going to read the whole damn thing. I remember you being a lot bigger. That's the line, but then they preface it by saying, I will also say the line that follows that is, to a 10-year-old, I'm huge. Because it's from Hook, and I remember that. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty bad. But also really funny. <laughs> Normally, I don't care for the extra explanations on entries, but that was really funny. So I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a point. I'll give it a point. Yeah, it's a point. And, and that was from Nickel. <laughs> no Hannah this week, but her friend played. Poor Hannah. She's probably stuck in the air. Probably. She's still in first, though, as far as the girls go. All right, so the earmarks were say hello to my little friend and do you bleed, you will. Unless do you he... bleed, you will. I feel like... Yeah. Maybe every Superman wins. Yeah, I have to co co-sign on that one. So Jay Winger just walked away with six points, thus furthering his lead because he now has thirty-five points, whereas our friend Brian Leon, who is in second place, has fallen from grace and only has thirty-one points. He's now four points behind. Jay Winger has managed to be funnier. And take the lead. Uh, but like I said, the um, the uh, entries are getting less and less each week, and they kind of have been. We sort of we sort of saw a peak here, and then we started seeing a bit of a downward spiral. So I'm going to give everybody a creative week off. We have some '90s themed shows coming up here, um, but I don't want people to get burned out on the game because if they do, that's just like not gonna be fun for us. Well, it's so, not fun for them. It's not fun for us. Exactly. And the whole point is to have fun, right? So that's what we're gonna do. Um, I will quickly update the points here, and I will give mm -hmm. you guys an update on how y'all are doing, though, so you guys just know. Um, All right. Well, while he's doing some quick math, yes. they announced a little bit ago that David Tennant and Catherine Tate. We'll return for the Doctor Who 60th anniversary special. Woo. Nice. So Doctor 10th Doctor will have Donna as his companion for that special. That should be fun. Even I'll enjoy that. As a filthy casual Whovian. Because I'm a very filthy casual Whovian. 
I'll enjoy that. That's going to be sweet. Hey, question, because you guys watched the Netflix Marvel shows, or at least I know Dan did. What did you think of his role in Jessica Jones? Oh, he was fantastic. Because I loved that. I I didn't get really super hooked on Jessica Jones, but I got to say David Tennant was friggin' amazing on that show. Yeah, as Purple Man. Uh, yeah, he was so good. Yeah, he was he was like the like the brightest part of the show. Uh and like I said, it's not not like anything disrespectful to Jessica Jones as a show. I just know that like those types of shows aren't really designed for someone like me who is very very casual. So but I still respect the job that was done. So Jessica's neighbor, that's like the druggie. Mm-hmm. He was a Power Ranger. Oh yeah. Yep. Not one of the it ones was in I Power knew. Rangers. It was in Power Rangers RPM, which is one of the two best Power Rangers shows ever. When I fell off of Power Rangers, the most recent Ranger was a girl named Tanya who replaced Aisha. You lasted two years longer than me, I think. You actually know names, so you're further ahead than me. I I I identify them by the color. <laughs> Zio is where I officially fell off, and when I tried doing the rewatch, I made it to the e- end of Mighty Morphin and didn't make it into Zio very far. And I was like, nah, I think I'm kind of done when it, they did the Netflix deal. You didn't even get to Turbo or anything like that? No, Turbo was my official fallout. Yeah, I was gone before even Alien Rangers, so it was still Mighty Morphin. Yeah, Alien Rangers was not that much fun. Right. It was only like six episodes, though. So. so we'll start with we'll start with everybody in the double digits. If I do not say your name, you still have single digit number of points, and you must do better, or you just need to play more often. With twelve points, we have our friend Adrian Cotton. Uh, with thirteen points, we have Tom Dickinson, our friend on YouTube over there with the Watch Me Cook channel with Tom. Nickel has actually moved up to 14 points and is directly behind Katie with 15 points, who is directly behind Clarissa with 18 points. So the girls are kind of bunched up there. Then there's Dylan Mewshaw with 19 points in between Clarissa and Hannah, who's the leader of the girls with 20 points. So Dylan's just ruining it right now. So either all the girls need to play and knock Dylan down, or Dylan needs to get better and get ahead of the girls. Uh, Hannah's still in first, though, as far as girls go. Unfortunately, she's now tied with Ellis, who's got 20 points. Brian Murphy has 22. Chris McGinnis has 23. Jeff Trelowitz has 27. Matt Hardman has 29. Brian Leon has 31. And Jay Winger's in first place with 35. So who's going to knock Jay Winger off his little pedestal? Who's going to do it? Who's going to be the one? All right. Would you guys like a more fair version of Jeopardy? How about video games? Sure. I promise okay. you guys more fair trivia. What we really need is a buzzer gimmick where you guys can actually buzz in. <laughs> that would be more fair. Because then Eric can hit the button and take his eight-second timer to actually think instead of waiting for Dan to scream it over him. All right, so the categories are Video Games 2020, Video Games 2018, 
classic video games, literacy video games, and indie video games. Uh, Dan won the last game, so he gets to choose which category we go with. Let's go with indie. All right. And these are the uh, the ultimate Jeopardy point dealies, because this is 200 to 1,000. This is double Jeopardy. <clears throat> a role-playing game where you inherit your grandfather's farm and begin your new life in this little town. Stardew Valley. You are correct. Never played it, and I love it. Never I have it. it, and I've played it like for an hour. Couldn't super get into it. <laughs> I knew it was one of those games that I may not be super into, so I just didn't pick it up. I feel like it's it's because like the day progresses too too fast. I think because like whereas like Animal Crossing, you just get to play when you want to. Right, I gotcha. And a day is a day. <clears throat> You've actually adjusted your sleep schedule to play Animal Crossing. All right, your next question for four hundred. The early 20th century would love the art style of this game. Fuck. That is not the right answer, Dan. Okay, wait, wait. Say, say that again. The early 20th century would love the art style of this game. Think about a game that's got an early art style. Oh, Cuphead. Yes! Ah. Uh. Dan got it. Okay. I see how that... Alright, I see that. I was so fucking lost. I was like, what does that even fucking mean? <laughs> A roguelike hack and slash game where you play as Zagreus to try and escape the underworld. Hades. Damn. <clears throat> A 2D action-adventure game where you play as a masked hero with his trusty nail to help you explore the twisted caverns to discover lost secrets. The Binding of Isaac. No. Any guess, Eric? I don't know about anybody having a nail as their default weapon. Oh, um... Hollow Knight. Yes. Correct. See, I was thinking Hollow Knight, and then you said nail, and I was like, I don't think it starts with the nail. All right. No, you, you get a sewing nail, uh, needle, but they <laughs> call it a nail for whatever fucking reason. All right. This is the indie developer that created Undertale in 2015 and Deltarune in 2018. I would not have known this. And I guess neither would you. Hmm. That's a stumper. Well, it's also the hardest question, so. Give up, y'all. Yep. Can't guess forever. Uh, the correct answer was Toby Fox. All right, well, Eric got the last correct answer. So, Eric, would you like 2020, 2018, classic, or literary? Let's do 2020. 2020. All right, for 200, go down the list. <clears throat> this Chargers Keenan Allen did not like his attributes in this coach's NFL 20. My strength is 69 like I'm a little boy. Madden. Yes. Uh, NFL 21. 
Madden was all they were looking for. A game that was announced back in 2013 and after numerous delays was forced to officially release in 2020. Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. <clears throat> yes, Eric? Yeah, nothing. Okay. I got nothing. <laughs> Battle Royal and Plunder are game modes in this series Warzone. Call of Duty. Yes, sir. Okay. Slaughtering demons in outer space was the goal when this fateful first-person shooter came out in 1993. By 2020, it was eternal. Doom. Yes. And the hardest question. In 2020, it was time to find some new horizons and build your own island paradise with this Nintendo game. Oh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Eric stays alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Eric got the hard one. So once again, you have 20. He has a hard one. Yeah, he got the hard one. <laughs> uh, 2018, classic or literary? Let's go with a uh, classic. For 200. Try explaining to your kids how this 1972 four-letter game from Atari was the coolest thing ever for a while. Pong. You got it. My dumbass would have said Zork and I would have been wrong. <laughs> I, off by like seven years, I think. Well, I heard all I was reading was four-letter game and I was like, that's got to be Zork. It's got to be Kane, and it wasn't. It's got to be. <clears throat> Introduced in 1982, this sequel had as big an appetite as her male predecessor. Ms. Pac-Man. Yes. Ms. Pac-Man, as it's spelled on here. Pac-Man. He was a bouncing orange critter with a big nose and an asterisk in his name. Oh. Hubert. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything he said? No, it wasn't. Not O, Q. <laughs> Eric, you got to take No, I was, I was... I was, I couldn't remember. Everything he said was filthy. It had to be... You got to take the O and you got to put the little thingy at the bottom and make it a Q. <laughs> Dude, have I ever mentioned that I have the, like... You know how, like, if you were to hang up a letter representing your name, everybody would know what it was, but if it's an O, it just looks like a fucking circle? Like... I have the lamest possible letter to start a last name with because it's the most unrec. It could be a zero, or it's just a circle. Actually, you should be like O apostrophe M. Um, yeah, capital M. That's like the most common misspelling of my last name is just they don't capitalize the M. But I've seen some great ones where they just add random letters that make no sense. They're like, well, it's it's a hard name to spell. I'm like, it's Mealy. Meal E with a Y. Like, I don't think it's that complicated, but. Dan, did anybody ever misspell your last name? No. At one point, they're like, Pat, what's Pat? And then it was never an issue ever again. <laughs> Just one of those things. All right. 800 points. In the game Joust, contestants were placed upon these birds. 
Like ostriches or whatever the fuck. Yeah, those are definitely ostriches. I never played it. All right. Space ostriches. You had left, middle, and right fire buttons in this game. Also the name of a U.S. Army unit known as MECOM. Say that again? You had left, middle, and right fire buttons in this game. Also the name of a U.S. Army unit known as MECOM. Metal Slug? No. Actually, not a bad guess, though. Yeah, M-I-C-O-M. No, Missile Commander. Yes. All right. Uh, Dan, would you like 2018 or literary? Let's do ones about books. <laughs> Alamut, a 1938 novel by Vladimir Bartel about, fin- or about fanatical killers, inspired the hit video game This Creed. Oh, Assassin's Creed? Yes. Okay, I was like, is this going to be all about Mavis speaking, teaches typing, or what? No. Okay. <laughs> Based on Hamlet, Elsinore has you play as this character. Perhaps you might not drown. What game is based on Hamlet? They just said it. Elsinore. But who's the character you're playing as? Uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. (laughs) Because Strange Brew is based on that, too. (laughs) Nope. Eric, any guesses? Do you know your Hamlet? Nope. It's Ophelia. No, I would not have known that either. So, in this mobile game based on this 1873 novel, you can end up with a different itinerary that the Jules Verne created. It's a phone app game. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known the game, but I may have been able to guess it just based on the Jules Verne clue. Is it around the world in 80 days? Yes! Nice one, Dan. With flowing white hair, Geralt of Rivia is a monster slayer in the video game series based on the stories of... I can't pronounce this name, but I already know who I'm talking about. The Witcher. Yes. (laughs) I can't pronounce the name. Andres of Sapol- yeah, don't 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 worry about it. Got <laughs> don't it. even. Right. I can't say it. <laughs> Andrew Ryan, the industrialist villain in Bioshock, was inspired by this female author with the same initials. Oh, Ayn Rand. <laughs> it's not how you pronounce it, but I'll give it to you. All right, that leaves twenty eighteen. Here we go. The newest installment in the Legend of Zelda series. To the wild. It's not even fair that Dan said it before Eric could. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I'm not even going to read the whole question. Well, I mean, because I was like... I was still thinking... It, it, never mind, don't worry about it. Alright. When did... the Not the Wind Waker one, but the... Uh... 
the re-release. No. I don't know what they called it. I was thinking of a different on a different system altogether when they were re uh, re-releasing all the the Zelda games. Uh, At one the, point, they had the, the like classic collection and all that shit. Yeah, no, they were just looking for the newest installment, like the newest. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, all right. I'm not going to read the question. I'm just going to say what I'm just going to say the two keywords here, and you guys can figure it out. Morrowind and Skyrim. Elder Scrolls. There you go. <laughs> Did you want to know the Elder Scrolls? Yeah. Iterations of this venerable set of games. There's no point in reading that. Make your future fighting Gaul, leader of the Red Legion, in the second iteration of this Bungie game. Oh, um... Halo? No. No. Destiny? Yes. Oh, goddammit. Uh, the other like, Bungie game. The other Bungie game. <laughs> A big gaming story of 2018 is Fortnite. This genre of game where the winner is the last shooter or last team Battle standing. Battle Royale. Battle Royale. And the last question. This company's Infinity allowed you to play characters from The Incredibles and Cars to name a few. Dinny. Dinny? Dinny. Dinny. should just deduct you points for that. Dinny. All right, Dan got 10,800 points, and Eric got 3,000. I need a Jeopardy just for Eric. I mean, the one I just laughed at, because it was so easy, so he got it. <laughs> like, literally, uh, the edible that I had is very potent. <laughs> I did not, I didn't realize it was going to affect me this much. Should I? Should we do a trivia based on edibles? No, because I'm, no. It's edible ain't shit. <laughs> As you start floating. Floating through the air. Alright, well Eric, what do you want to talk about then? Hmm. <laughs> um You know, there's this uh this person that I work with. He hasn't seen a whole lot of like uh pop culture movies, so we're kind of just been going through we've been watching Boondock Saints, um and he, he doesn't have an appreciation for Kevin Smith. So I need your honest opinion on how you would introduce somebody to Kevin Smith. Because, like, the first movie that we played was Clerks, and I feel like that was a mistake. So what, what's your opinion? Ooh, what was everybody's first Kevin Smith movie? Mine was Dogma. Mine was Dogma as well. Mine was also Dogma. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have started off with Dogma. <laughs> now, you know what? Show them Mallrats. Uh, see, I, I feel like Mallrats is a little long. I was thinking, like, Chasing Amy? No. I feel like Chasing Amy. Chasing Amy is I very... Would, I, I might even skip Chasing Amy if I'm trying to get somebody into Kevin Smith. You want to get somebody into Kevin Smith in that style? You got to show him. Get him in, not just you know, get him deep to get him in. Go for Mallrats because Mallrats. Clerks. Not everybody's going to have an appreciation for Clerks because it is an indie film. Plus, but... Mallrats has like a, a cohesive story. Mallrats Whereas does have Mallrats a story. Is, this is what happened on one day at this convenience store. You guys even open? Not even supposed to be here today. Now, Mallrats, Mallrats would be a good one. It's got a story. It's got 37. some fun cameos. 
Yeah, go with mall rats. Definitely mall rats. You want to get somebody to appreciate Kevin Smith, I would say that's a good one to do. Cause... Or just pop culture in general. Well, like, cl- I can see how Clerks would be a hard sell on somebody. I guess. Do the mall rats. Do the mall rats deal. Get him to see mall rats and get him to watch Dogma. And then get him to watch Jane Silent Bob Strike Back just for the sheer amount of cameos in it. So. But. Kevin Smith is one of those directors where you're either going to like and appreciate his work or you're not going to like anything he does. Like, I was... <clears throat> there's no middle ground there with Kevin Smith. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean... Well, that raises an interesting topic. Who are some other directors like that? <laughs> like, like, Wes Anderson, I think, is a perfect example. Dan and I have had that conversation before. You're either going to really like what you're watching, or you're going to be like, what is the fuck? This doesn't make sense. See, now you're going to think, I love Wes Anderson, but what about Boz Lerman? He's the other way for me. I can't stand him or anything he does. But there's people who love that shit. Who is this? Boz Lerman. He did the 90s Romeo and Juliet movie. He did, more recently, he did the Great Gatsby movie, and he did the, um... How do you spell his name? B-A-Z. B-A-Z? That's his first name. L-U-H-R-M-A-N? You... Uh, I got him. I got him. Okay. And then he also did, um, fucking movie... Okay, Moulin so, Rouge. Yeah, Moulin, Moulin Rouge. Okay, so he's got Romeo and Juliet, he's got Moulin Rouge, he's got Australia... And he's got a bunch of shit I've never heard of. He did the Great Gatsby screenplay. And he's doing an Elvis screenplay. I can't stand him. Okay. There you go. But but the people who love his stuff love everything. So I'm just saying, because like, with Wes Anderson, I love everything. But I know there's people that can't stand, don't understand. How about Yui Bowl? Uwe Bowl. Or Uwe, yeah. Whatever you say his name. So people that genuinely love him? (laughs) I mean, he's got so many shitty movies to his credit. It's one of those ones where you're just like, why are people still giving you stuff to do? I mean, to to be fair, if you were getting offered that much money to do anything, would you do it? Well, is he getting offered, or is he just being like, hey, I have a million dollars, I'm going to make this movie. And they're like, okay. I, I feel mean, like it's both. If I if I was more well-off, I'd have a different answer, but if you were just going to offer me money to make something shitty and then criticize me for it, I'd be like, fuck it, I got their money. I got your money. I don't really care what you think at this point. Correct. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> a bad mindset to have for a creative person, but, you know. Yeah, I guess there are there are a lot of people like that where you either you're gonna love or hate all the stuff that they do. Um, what about M Knight? That's a good one because he's got some really good stuff and he's got some really bad stuff. 
Well, he was good until everyone caught on to his gimmick and he overdid it. Right? Yeah, like lens flares and, and uh, JJ. JJ Abrams and his lens flares, yeah. But you're like, oh, the sixth sense and unbreakable. These are good. And I don't like the twist in signs, but the movie's not bad. And then it's like, here's the village and Lady in the Water and the happening. And then the last airbender and after earth. And you're like, why does this keep happening? Like it's the happening. It's his first rated R movie. And I'm like, yeah, it would have been better if it was PG 13. <laughs> like, why is it rated R? Cause you literally see a guy fall down and get ran over by a lawnmower. Yeah. That's, that's why it's rated R. It would have been better if we didn't see that. So we could have kept it PG 13 and he might've made more money. I had a genuine interest in seeing that movie, too, when I first saw the premise for it. And then the more I read about it, I'm like, I think I'm dodging a bullet by not seeing this. I've seen it. I didn't. I saw it, like, like free on demand. So he didn't make no money off me. <laughs> <laughs> and I still paid too much. And so, essentially, it's the trees decided humanity has gotten out of control and released special spores that make everybody suicidal until we got down to a certain number of people and then the trees stopped putting out the special spores. I will say, though, that The Sixth Sense is very good. It is very good. Although, it's one of those movies, it's a hard rewatch because once you know the twist, like, it's hard to go back and rewatch it because you're like, yeah... the I first time it. after after knowing is good still, because then you can pay attention. Yeah, but it doesn't pay attention to. It doesn't, it doesn't age well. That's the only problem. I mean, some twists are amazing, like the Untouchables. Untouchables twist is yeah. That's one of the that's one of the best twists of all time. And he's just walking away, gimping away, and then he he just starts walking smoothly. I mean, usual suspect. Yeah. Usual suspect, sorry. That's what I meant. I said untouchables, my bad. But you knew what I meant. No, not at first. <laughs> yeah, well, do I ever know what I mean? <laughs> Let's be fair here. Do I know what I'm talking about? That's another thing. Hey, you know who's another director who sometimes puts out really good stuff and then other times puts out jack shit? George Lucas. <laughs> No, I'm serious. Like, I'm not even saying that to be funny. He's one of those guys where he puts out really great stuff and also really awful stuff. Well, yeah, Howard the Duck, right? And you're just like, come on, really? Like, this is not even fair. But, like, if he's actually doing the direction, it's... A mistake. Although American Graffiti was pretty good. I must say. But then you're just like, uh, dude, you should just stick with the producing and let somebody else do the actual direction. You know why Empire and Jedi are so good? Because he didn't direct them. I also love that story. Um, What's his name? Irvin Kirshner? Ivan Kirshner? He calls Mark Hamill into his office and he goes, I'm going to tell you something that I know and that George knows. And after we tell you, you'll know this way. If it leaks, we're going to know it's you. 
because the original line in Empire was Obi Wan killed your father. And but that's what was written in everyone's script. Everyone's everybody's script had that line in it, but then he got the real line, which was, "No, I kill. I am your father." And he said, "You never told." Oh yeah. At the movie, that's my favorite story because Harrison Ford turns around, and looks at him, and goes, "Hey, kid, you didn't fucking tell me that." Because <laughs> uh, they knew if if Carrie found out, everyone would know. Yeah, telephone, was... telegraph, telecarry, telecarry. <laughs> wow. You know, you all knew. We've all like worked with that person too. Like the person, if you wanted a secret to get spread, you would tell them. That way, they yeah. would spread it. We all worked with somebody like that. <laughs> we sure did. Speaking of which, they had to. Uh, they recently like released the Book of Boba Fett gallery episode of the making of Rosario Dawson's. Uh, everything she got said she, said that she was going to be with Plo Koon, and she didn't find out until she got on set. And Mark Hamill was. It was Mark Hamill. Plo Koon is very dead by this point. And she was just like, yeah, so all the things they sent me, they sent Plo Koon. And I was like, uh, oh, okay, I guess. And then I walk in and there's Mark Hamill. <laughs> it's one way to keep a secret safe. Yeah. Dude, I, I want to know how they kept that secret safe for the, uh, season finale of Mandalorian. The same thing. <laughs> uh, Everyone's thing said Plo Koon shows up. One X-Wing, we're saved. And, and kills 20 death, death troopers. Because <laughs> they're all aiming their guns at the door. And, like, and then the guns, they all they turn slept. around. Yeah. <laughs> And then here comes somebody wielding a lightsaber, and he's got a glove on, and I'm like, that's who it's going to be. And of course, in my head, I'm like, but they're not going to show his face. And then they did. Because they actually they actually did a decent job. I know a lot of people were kind of pissy about it, because they were like, oh, look too CGI. It's like, no, they got a look-alike actor, they digitized it a little bit, and they aged down Mark yeah. Hamill's voice. They even said, like, during this Book of Boba Fett thing that, like, it's only been, like, a year since we did that, and it's already this much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally bought that that was young Luke Skywalker doing all that. Did anybody else have, like, a little freak out when Ahsoka Tano was interacting with Luke Skywalker? Because I know I did. Uh, yeah. Had a moment. Uh, I'm like, this is what I've always wanted to happen. Especially when she's like, you're just like your father. This is how you do Star Wars. <laughs> you're just like your father. In the next scene, Grogu dies. <laughs> well, now we know why Grogu doesn't get killed by Ben. Because he wasn't there. He wasn't there. He went back to Jin. <laughs> that was actually a pretty intense little flashback when he's like, let's see what your past looks like. And it's just him watching clone troopers slaughter Jedi. Yeah. And it's like, he's like, gee, I wonder why he chose to go back with Mando. Right. Because <laughs> you unlocked a core memory. Why did you do that, Luke? Oh, like, because Luke, like, he didn't, like, he's like, I'll give you a choice. But he didn't, like, you know, say one is obviously bad or good. Because he, like, he, even he realized that, like, 
No, because it would have been, if I had been with my father, things would have been much different and things could have been great. If I had the opportunity. And this is obviously like your quote unquote father. And he's like, you have a choice. You can't do both. And no shame and no whatever. Over either way you choose. Have you guys heard that there's a fan theory that the reason Obi-Wan's going to actually age up so much is because he's probably in one of those battles, he's going to basically get part of his life sucked out. So he's going to age kind of like the Emperor did. And I'm like, he's going to age 40 years and 17. I mean, he could. But at the same time, it's not that unrealistic that he would get that much older in a short period of time. Because I've seen some people age in like five years. And uh, yeah, stress can do stuff like that. Have you ever seen any United States president when they come in and when they leave? Yes, there's actually there's actually like pictures of like coming into office and coming out of office and comparing the hair color. Just just even the hair color, yeah. Like holy shit! I mean, there's probably shit to turn your hair white the first day you walk in. Like, okay, so here's the first thing you gotta know. Aliens are real. <laughs> like, can you imagine the shit you learned, like, your first day as President of the United States? And here's... Like, no one knows? And here's the launch codes. You can launch at any time. Here is the guy with the football. You tell him to come here right now. <laughs> All right. Um, before we wrap up this week... One final question. Has anybody seen Multiverse of Madness yet? Yes. No. Okay. So what did you, th- without spoiling it, what did you think? Entertaining. Not my top five Marvel. Okay. But not bad. I enjoyed it. I have heard a large collection of people online say that they preferred this over No Way Home. I'm not 100% sure I can co-sign on that. I'm not going to put it far down the list from No Way Home at all. But I still think No Way Home was my preferred movie. And I think that has a lot to do with the characters involved. But I did like Multiverse of Madness more than I thought I would. I loved the cameos. And I, I, I've heard that complaint, too, that people are like, well, now everybody's going to be expecting all these cameos in every movie. And if they don't deliver, it's going to be disappointing. I'm like, not necessarily. We were expecting it in this one because we're still dealing with the multiverse. That doesn't mean it's going to happen in every single movie from now on. I'm expecting at least two in Quantumania. But I, I'm sure Guardians Volume 3 won't contain any real true cameos. So I think I think some people are just building up stuff, like still yeah. the start of the storyline. <laughs> yeah, people are building stuff up a little too much, and I think it's I, I, from what I've heard. I feel like it's going to be like um, Age of Ultron was, where at the time people didn't really like it, but then after they see how things go from it, they retroactively like it more. Right, which is exactly what Age of Ultron was. Because I didn't like Age of Ultron the first time I saw it. But it's then... the middle. It's the middle of the story. It's the bridge to the third act, and it did a good job bridging to the third act of the overall right. arc. Uh, who is hyped for Stranger Things season four? 
I haven't seen season two yet, so... I haven't seen season one, so... Oh my god. Alright, so I'll be alone on that one. First of all, there's a third season. So if you haven't (laughs) seen the second one, you definitely haven't seen the third one. I did see the thing where it's Vecna is the the end bad guy for the whole thing, so... Yes. That's sweet. Although, I am also hearing that there is a good chance that there will be a fifth season to finalize it. But I've also heard this will be the last one. So I guess we have to kind of see where it goes. And then I can, I'll can i probably have a pretty good idea if they're going to end it there or what they're going to do. So we shall see. According to the IMDB, which of course is 100% accurate every single time, there is going to be a fifth season. But again... We all know how 300% correct IMDb is. But but we'll see. It looks like they're releasing it in two parts, though. Uh, May 27th, we're getting five episodes. And July 1st, we are getting the last four. I'm okay with that. Give me a little teaser. Make me want to keep watching. Plus, that makes it easier to binge in a day, because those are hour-long episodes all right and who's looking forward to the next avatar movie Uh, i didn't look forward to the first one uh, all right i feel like it's been too long and like a lot of people i'm reading i'm hearing from like even people who liked it like it's it's been too long came out in 2009 i'm gonna have to like i'm gonna have to watch the first movie again I mean, I ain't watching shit. All right. uh, Final plug this week. I want to say hi to our friends over at the IWEP network. Uh, Anthony Blackwell Jr. runs that channel. Lots of shows, just like CKCC Radio, multiple shows to choose from. You can check them out. They're one of our partners here. And, of course, CKCC Radio is doing the open enrollment for new podcast talent. If you have an idea for a show and you just don't know how to get started and you want to hop on the podcasting bandwagon, this is the best way to do it. Get in touch with me and I will get you hooked up and get you started on your podcasting journey. You can publish right to my channel. You can publish about anything you want. The, of course, you do have to follow the channel rule guidelines. We don't allow political and religious type talk. Nothing like that. Nothing that's going to try to change people's fundamental views. We do try to keep it fun. But if you have an idea for a show want to do something about sports, you want to do movie reviews, you want to do game reviews, you want to kind of do what we do and just geek out about stuff and just talk. You want to interview people, whatever you want to do. Uh, tell me what your pre- your premise is. If you need some help making some album artwork, I'll help you out with that. And then we can get you started. And for those of you out there, because I've talked to a couple of you who are looking for a change from your podcasting journey. Because maybe your current channel isn't working out or you want to do a second project or whatever. Just get in touch with me. Everybody is welcome. Become a patron at patreon.com slash club kayfabe for $5 a month. You can give us some financial support and you will get perks out of it. The perks haven't been as good as they should be. I do admit that. But I am working to get you more perks. And I'm working with some other creators about doing a... We've, We've discussed this with a couple of the patrons... And some of the content creators, but for everybody, 
uh, we have discussed the possibility of doing a once a month roundtable discussion where we get a bunch of y'all together and we just sit on a round table for like an hour and just bullshit about everything. So that's an idea. You, you would have to be a patron or a content creator to participate in that. But we are definitely coming up with more stuff here. Uh, more perks, including content control on various shows. Uh, here at the Nerd Table, one thing we are going to start doing is every single week, you guys can submit ideas for content here on the Nerd Table. You can ask us questions. You can give us a segment idea. You can say, hey, just discuss this or have an argument about this, and we will do it. You, as a patron, are allowed one topic per week, so don't waste your opportunity. You can get in touch with me on any of the social medias, or you can do it directly through Patreon, or you can email me, omeliapodcasts at gmail.com, and send me your ideas. If you're not sure how to get in touch with me, reach out to anybody else on the channel and have them put you my way. This is for those listeners who aren't on the social media platforms and may not personally know me, so... Anything else you guys want to add, or should we wrap this one up? Uh, yeah, let's wrap it up. Good, because I'm hungry. And I know Eric's hungry. I'm starving. All right. Eric, any final words? Be excellent to one another. This has been another episode of The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio. Check out all the shows at ckccradio.com and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.